1: BLOB TALK RADIO What's your sign? Do you know? Let me guess your Scorpio What's your rising? Where's your moon? Scorpios are pretty cool. See, I'm a sage. <laughs> so they say.
0: Shifted from having six planets in Pisces, we now have three planets in Pisces and three planets in Aries. So um, let's take a look at what that means and what that change is uh, basically doing for us. First of all, the Sun just went into Aries yesterday. Uh, happy spring to everybody. Uh, that would be one degree Aries today because it's the first. Day Now, you know, of um, spring yesterday Would have been zero degrees Aries And the other two planets that are in Aries Are Mars in Aries at uh, seven degrees And Uranus in Aries at eight degrees This is almost a conjunction in Aries And um, it puts a lot of strength into initiative If you know or see anybody who's been, you know Maybe making a rash move Just because they feel um, passionate about something, you know. So they're like, "Oh, got to move, you know. Um, got to do something." It doesn't, I don't mean move, move like their house, but they've got to make a change, you know. And and it's because there's some kind of passionate creativity that's stimulating them, or something that's making them feel um, um, excited about something. So that they they want to go out and do it because that excitement, you know, lends to action and that's Aries. And Mars and Uranus together um, you know, customarily if you saw that in someone's chart, you would tell them to be careful in their car. You would tell them to be careful uh not not to make a rash decision because Uranus is the sudden desire to change and Mars is the is the proactive energy That we use to take initiative So when you put that together You can get impulsiveness So there's a little bit of impulsiveness Out there with this change from Pisces To Aries and impulsivity And uh, we want to be on the lookout For that both of those are not quite square to Pluto. Perhaps next week we'll see Mars in a square to Pluto, and we'll want to be looking out for more aggressive behavior in people. Uh, let's say going into that last week of March, Venus very very close. Oh my God, might as well be in Aries, 29 degrees and 59 minutes. It's it's uh, probably if I uh, refresh this page while the show is on, Venus will go into Aries. Um, that's a nice change, Venus and Pisces is lovely, Venus in Aries gives us a more fort right You know, if we've been looking for a stronger, bolder, more straightforward kind of energy That's where we're moving towards All that water has been actually really nice, the watery energy Because it's been good for creativity and sympathy and compassion And all these things that I had talked about for a few weeks But now that we're moving into fire, um, the, the shift is is Going over to a more direct More outspoken uh, More you know I have an idea And I'd like to make it happen kind of energy So some of the inward reflection That we've been doing During the time of Pisces now Should be we should be getting ready To have that come out of us And create uh, action The moon is in uh, cancer, but it's late in Cancer, so it's almost in Leo. Effectively, if you look up at the moon, it does look like it's one of those two-thirds moons. So um, it's almost a trine. It's well past the square, a couple of days now past the square. So it's not a, you know, a half-cookie moon. It's uh, really like a, a football moon. And uh, that moon means that it's making a good aspect to the sun, positive aspect to the sun, and will be even more positive tomorrow when we have moon and Leo tomorrow. Uh Jupiter and Gemini, I think is a good energy now with Aries. You're gonna see Jupiter playing a bigger role in creating communication like a communication energy that's going to connect with the Aries energy. So there'll be initiative and a desire to communicate it. Uh, Saturn and Scorpio hanging out there and not causing too much trouble right now. So that's a good thing. And um, Mercury and Pisces, still, again, it's the same. It's direct now. Which is great that Mercury is in direct motion And we're not having all the confusion we were having Um, It is uh, past uh, Never really did exactly make a conjunction to Neptune Came close, let's say, a little bit Closer last week when it was still retrograde Now it's going to move quickly away from Neptune Still, anyone that missed out on the opportunity To do some imagination, some dream work Some unconscious work To get in touch with what it is that you'd like to be creating With this Aries energy And you'd still like to do that We still have a couple of more weeks of Mercury in Pisces So it's still good to be examining the unconscious And that's your Global Energy Minute, um, Dr. Craig Um, I guess, you know, we're going to do a show on the ninth house I know the shows have been kind of technical Um, I just thought it would be kind of a fun series to do I think for a lot of people in the archives and a lot of my live listeners Since I know there are people listening on the computer or on their phone um, That this is a topic that's kind of specific you know to astrology, so it's mostly been very astrologically geared, not as mainstream and um I know that's one of the reasons why um the uh the switchboard's been a little quiet because for our regular blog talk listeners who might come upon the show um It's a, um, you know, it's a topic that seems very specific It says the Ninth House of Astrology And um, that sounds like, you know, for people who might be taking some kind of a course or something And uh, it is, because for me, it is about teaching the steps that we can learn growth and spirituality uh, through astrology And um, I, I think that the astrological wheel is a path to growth and development They're the facets of our life That we uh, Embrace, that we Encounter, that we work on That we mold in our vision That we have to learn lessons about And um, So I thought that this series Was a good series and I'm glad that it's being Archived So the ninth house um, It's its The third level Of creativity which is why, in the title of the show, I mentioned divine creativity, because it's the creative, the creative force that emanates from um, higher truth, a kind, not not a not necessarily a personal truth, like in Aries, the personal truth of well, I know I am, I exist, or the truth of Leo, I know I can make an impact on you through my creativity. But the higher truth that applies to mankind—the the truth of who we are as creative beings—it's kind of big um, to sort of start off there. But it, it the, these last four houses actually represent uh, in 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 astrology a higher octave, a higher octave of growth and development the scorpionic house the one we talked about last week the 8th house basically ends at the time of our own personal death you know in other words like if we die then that that 8th house in our chart is symbolic of that time in our life it doesn't say when we'll die it just says that when we die that that that's a part of our 8th house uh, experience of of life and so when when we're capable of moving beyond that When we're capable of saying Oh, well, I'd like to go beyond My own limitations of um, You know, uh, being born And the first eight houses, basically Being born and developing a home life and, and relationships with people And how we can serve them And finding a partner And getting married And negotiating that, that relationship From an emotional place Um we could stop there. We we could basically stop there. We don't necessarily need to go further and really think about uh, what it might mean to do ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth house work. So the next month of um, of show segments is going to be dealing with something that's really twofold. We experience the those houses nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. When we choose to go beyond, when we choose to say, I would like a spiritual life, or I would like to travel, or I would like to meet people from different cultures, or I would like a uh, a religion that I can feel comfortable with, a personal philosophy that I can live by. Sure, people have those things in their lives, but many of them come from the emotional conditioning that they receive in the fourth house, and it's not necessarily an active an active choice. If, you, if I see somebody that has a lot of planets in the ninth house, it's never about the religion that they grew up in. It's never what what they're doing as an adult is never about that. There's always some shift, some tweak, some change that they've made to their religion and the family of origin. So I think when we see people. Who maybe are more rotely indoctrinated into religious principle That has to do with the emotional conditioning of the family And it's not really about uh, that higher truth or spiritual experience That they might be seeking from their own personal uh, place Their own life, their own personal existence Um, When when we look at the ninth house, we have to be able to see that it is about a very high form of creativity that says, "What are the creative principles that are applicable to all of us as human beings? What are what are those creative principles? Do they have to do with uh, cross-cultural understanding? That's why that's in the ninth house. Do they have to do with philosophy?" And philosophy is an enormous, an enormous subject, right? Anyone who's studied philosophy knows that there are philosophies of government, philosophies of education, philosophies of uh, daily living, philosophies of hygiene and medicine. Uh, there's, there's lots of different things that are based on philosophical principles. And these principles are the driving foundations for our those modern systems, the modern systems of government and, and educational system, the school system, and medicine. I mean, huge institutions that are in our lives that come from... Philosophical belief systems that begin in the ninth house, and those philosophical belief systems are um created uh right you know created through an exploration of what we feel is divine creativity, in other words, if we were going to be a group of people on the earth and we were going to have to take care of ourselves socially this is where we go into this 9 10 11 12 it becomes global it becomes a part of uh mankind's mission it's quite big but it's it's really quite quite beautiful when we when we when we take it to this place and and i think when when we when we're open to seeing it this way that it it becomes a part of saying okay we're a group of people and we have to take care of ourselves so we have to educate our children we have to create some kind of system of healing what are the philosophical truths behind those things what are the, what are the truths that we see you know children need to read and write learn math okay so we we better teach them that and it becomes a part of an expression <clears throat> sorry An expression of social order that this creative mind comes up with a philosophy, a philosophy of education. And we see other. Uh, philosophies emerge. Just in sticking with the school theme There's, you know, the original School system that was created Probably in Greek and Roman culture Because it's a lot of the Systems that we have today In our culture, say American culture Or American You know, European Euro-American culture European and American culture A lot of those systems come from Greek and Roman Philosophy People who said wow we're becoming A bigger society and we're becoming A bigger group and now we have A collective group of people and we Have to have some kind of a Creative process for taking care Of of each other And so systems of government formed you know, the United States government is loosely based on uh the Roman idea of government and educational systems that we have in place today like K through 12 that's loosely based on um On uh, Greek uh, philosophy of educating children And so, you know, then different people come along in modern times Like Montessori or Waldorf And they have a new philosophy A new philosophical belief about the way in which children should be educated Some people are drawn to that philosophy And then they put their children into that program different governments are formed based on the collective opportunity to develop a new government, whether that has to do with the newly formed United States 200 and some odd years ago or a new government that might be forming, let's say, in Iraq or a place like that where government changes. And there have been several places, obviously, in the Arab world where government has changed because different leaders have been overthrown and so there's opportunities to create new governments. What are the philosophical belief systems that then are going to create these higher uh, institutions? Those institutions become a part of the 10th house because they become a part of the way in which things work. But like the the 7th house was the development of a contract and the um, and The 8th house was the emotional working out of that contract. Now that we've moved on to the next layer of creativity, the next level of creative impulse, and it's become more social, it's become more about, uh, you know, human beings at large, we're going to take the philosophy and then we're going to turn it into a practical application. And it's why Capricorn rules these authoritative institutions. Why Capricorn rules government and religious, you know, um hierarchies like like religious churches, religions, you know, like say the Catholic Church or um whatever groups of Judaism or you know, like there's group there's groups that run like the, the Mormons, I guess also in Utah. That's a that's a hierarchical um uh, group of people that establish a religious organization, and it comes from the philosophy that they develop for helping and teaching people how to live. The philosophical idea, which is stimulated by divine creativity. We think the people who are coming up with it are, they certainly feel that way. They feel that God, in its divinely inspired creative impulse, has decided. You know, through this self-reflection philosophers sit around and think about it right and even the religions have it the the hinduism hinduism comes from the upanishads and judaism has uh the talmud and the, the zohar and And um, Christian mysticism has it as well Where people sit around and they actually debate and philosophize about what might God be thinking About all of these things, about what's right and what's wrong About how to educate children, about how to take care of people About how human beings should live, about the development of law as well now we're hearing Ninth House themes We're hearing about law, we're hearing about cross-culture We're hearing about philosophy We're hearing about higher education We're hearing about education in general We're hearing about systems of social collective ideology Meaning ideas Ideas is another word for fire And we're hearing another you know, uh, you know, layer of what those ideas are That pertain to social order now, that's all really big, but how does the ninth house pertain to the individual? So if you were reading an individual's chart and you saw things in the ninth house, you don't necessarily start talking about, you know, government and educational system. <coughs> no, but you have to have an understanding of that that's what this house is about. That's what this house is about In order to be able to understand How if you see certain planets in the ninth house You're going to say to someone Well, what is your relationship to your philosophical belief system? How far did you go in higher education? Have you been involved with lawyers? Do you work for them? Um, you know, have how do you feel about the legal system? So in many ways, the relationship to um God and government and systems of authority because that's where they're headed, all of these systems develop in an authoritative nature, right? Including say like the medical profession, the legal profession. They all come from a higher philosophy of medicine and law. How do we feel about that? How do we have a relationship with that? It could depend upon the planet that's in that house. Our relationship to it If it's the sun in the ninth house Then there could be a lesson Of learning about higher truth Finding higher truth Depending upon what the sun is in If it were sun in Gemini It could be a lot of reading Philosophical and spiritual books it's Traveling too Because um, travel is inspires an understanding Of what human beings globally feel about um higher truths when you when you do a cross cultural uh study when you travel, you can go into different cultures and you can see what all different people value when you see what they all value what they all you know the thread that binds. Human activity and existence You start to realize what it is That's the philosophy behind people The way in which they live The philosophical way in which they live From... Uh, you know we shouldn't kill each other. You know that's a philosophical statement, right? That's um, it was, and certainly wasn't an old Wild West in the United States kind of thing. They used to they used to abandon that philosophy. But in most cultures, when you go and you visit people, it's there's not a lawlessness. There's a there's a, there's a a certain philosophical way that people live and those themes emerge when we go to different cultures we see sure there are lots of cultural differences and those things are particular uh maybe the different foods we eat or the customs about the way we eat them the way we you know the way we eat food but but what might be similar in all the cultures is that people sit down and share meals in a group so you might you might realize that no matter where we go in the world, people sit down and share meals as a group. This is a general philosophical belief then that it is good for us to do that. We philosophically believe at first. That's why it becomes a part of our actual reality. So you see a planet in the ninth house And it makes you ask, you know, yourself, the client What are the higher truths that you're learning to live by You don't necessarily jump right in and say Oh, you must be spiritual Because they might not You know, they might be a lawyer And they don't connect that with spirituality Because they just don't see law that way But the highest form of law right the highest form of law if if human systems didn't become corrupted then law would actually be a uh, a pure philosophical search for the correct way for us to live with each other all the way down to the most minute laws you know about like you know whatever property law and you know where someone can build a fence between your house and their house, and things like that. But I mean, law in general is is the is the continuous search. That's why new laws are created. It's a continuous search for a level of higher truth for how we should behave uh, am- amongst each other. You know how human beings should behave. So rather than having it as um, Let's say, like uh, biblical law, which is which came from really old texts, and um, you know, and 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 yeah, really old. Obviously, things like the Bible or the. The Torah or, or religious books of other religions Were written a really long time ago Most of them, you know I mean, we have some new pop-up religions That um, have books as well And um, they weren't written, you know, thousands of years ago But the big religions follow old textbooks That have law that came from that time And that's why we, you know And it was ascribed at that time to God that it came straight from God, even and that um, and that we we want to be able to say that now too, really, that in in modern time, if any modern laws are being created, that they 're being guided by a principle of conscience. Some kind of principle of conscience Within the collective group of, of human beings Of what is right and what is wrong And that changes over time There are there are So many examples of that You know, I mean we, we at one time Perhaps they tried to ban alcohol And that didn't work Because the collective group Didn't feel that that was the right thing to do Or, you know Different kinds of um, Say like interracial relationships That was something people thought was wrong I think it even says it's wrong in some places uh, In old religious texts And then it changed So higher truth is a living, breathing, growing Concept of creativity that's applied to all of us As time goes by I find that really interesting because um, you know, it it seems that It should be a lot more cut and dry than that But it's not Because the creative impulse is ever evolving It couldn't be really the same And really the concept that there's nothing new under the sun Is not really true um, There, There's always something new under the sun Because we're evolving And evolution itself is a part of the ninth house Because it's the evolving creativity of the consciousness of God. I know that's kind of big, and um, but that's really what the Ninth House is about. And as we, as individuals, travel, we all have a Ninth House, so as we all travel through the houses... When we come upon the ninth house after we've mastered, say, having a relationship and working out the emotional details of that, or perhaps we jump right from the sixth to the ninth and say we don't want to try relationships at all, so is a possibility. Um, <clears throat> you know, when we finally get into the ninth house, whatever our ninth house is, whatever sign is in there, whatever planets might be in there, whatever planet rules... Our ninth house Then we find Our own level of Personal Philosophy Our own level of personal belief And where where it leads us Personally In the The joy Really Joy is the best word I can think of The joy of discovering um, What it is to be Connected To our own personal truth So it's something a lot higher Than I think the houses that we've been talking about Up until now Personal truth comes from a lot of experience You know, your, your personal truth Is not necessarily very well developed When you're two years old And you're just doing the Aries You know, sort of first house and second house, you know, um I I am here, I exist here, and you know, this is what I look like and this is how things taste and how they touch and how they feel and how they sound and how they smell. That's much more simplistic, Aries, Taurus, it's the beginning. It might be a personal truth there, but we're talking about personal truth in a more advanced Human being who can glean From experience what is the personal Truth of the collective Of human beings socially And you can do that from reading And that's why college is in the Ninth house you see people who have planets In the ninth go to college A lot because college Is a place where you can experience Experience Higher truths and cross cultural Ideologies without Having to travel So you don't have to travel you can you can uh, get it from books mm. So that higher learning Comes from a higher level of education Than simply learning What we learn in the third house Which is basically how to read and write and math Now we can take those things to a higher level And we can start talking about the kinds of, you know, classes that we take in college, right? Uh you know, world literature, world history, more advanced forms of science, um, more advanced forms of mathematics, that take us beyond the boundaries of our own, you know, well this is the math that I need to know to be able to go to the grocery store. Um, there's a math that you might need to know If you're going to speak the language of mathematicians Who don't necessarily speak your own language But you're going to go and meet them in different countries And they all speak the language of higher mathematics That's something from, say, the ninth house So higher education is a big part of the ninth Law, travel There's one interesting sub-thing that's in the ninth. That I always felt was very interesting And that is that athletics Athletics Is in the ninth house And some people that you might find have a lot of Sag in their chart or a lot of Planets in the ninth. It might not be about travel, it might not be about law It might not be about religion It might not be about spirituality But if you say so, are you athletic? Yes, bingo, there we go, finally Right, the the, the Sub, sub, sub Um You know, uh, expression of philosophy through sportsmanship So again, we go back to the Greeks Because the Greeks were the ones that created the Olympics So they created the idea of, you know, personal mastery Through um, uh, sports and competition Again, we have fire, which is Sagittarian is are very good at debate they're very good at debate. Sagittarius is the ninth house, if I didn't mention that already. So we're talking about Sag and the ninth. Of course, when we meet a sage, we don't go, oh, so you're religion and cross-culture. and No, they're not. But they can be philosophical, and they can be spiritual, and they can love to travel. So we have to be able to take the initial essence of uh, the ninth house and be able to convert it over when we're talking about the sign. Because the ninth house is a group of uh, um, all the houses are groups of ideas, and the signs are personifications of those ideas. If you're if if you're if you've got a lot of things to learn about the eighth house, then it's about emotional right emotionally intense experiences, um, but who's emotionally intense? Scorpio. And um this is how you connect individuals. Individuals are again the personification of uh of house slash um sign energies. Right. Energies of the signs, different archetypes of the signs, and the ninth is the archetype of the athlete and the lawyer and the priest priestess. So you have different you have different archetypes right there of people who are striving to um, teach and create. A better kind of world And a better kind of interaction Amongst people Through higher truth Through higher truth Because the athlete is Competing for personal excellence And in order to be able to do that They have to be able to Play the game within the rules Because the rules are what are designed To find the higher truth Of the athlete Can you perfect You know some higher truth coming out of, let's say, form or the human body Through this this particular exercise And again, it connects me back to the Greeks Who were some of the first, you know, civilized groups of people To create games and then developed and recognized That athletics was a part of cultural philosophy Very interesting so, um, you know, again, I didn't have any callers I didn't suspect that I would again Only because I think as people go through um, blog talk And then they see my show is on Which is not a problem I'm just acknowledging that for different people who might be listening um, Because it's been unusual and interesting That um, we haven't had too many people in um, in in the... Uh <sighs> In, on the switchboard So that's been fine And um, Let me see Any questions? Do I have any questions from my from my Chat room? Because I'll be happy to answer them If there's any questions there And uh, otherwise I'm going to wrap it up The ninth house is the first house Of this last Four signs this higher octave of social, social signs. It also, um, just to make one final point here, represents a um, the conception moment um, because that's, that's when um, right God becomes realized in the creativity of a new individual uh knew anything basically it doesn't have to just be um it doesn't just have to be a human life let's say but everything is conceived and at the moment when it is conceived the truth is is that it's being conceived in the mind of god it's being conceived in the heart of god it's being conceived in the in the in the you know capacity to create Part of God, whatever that is, it's so big we don't even really understand it, but we can try to put those words on it and say, okay, there's this energy and it creates and it conceives of things, and um, the ninth house is the beginning of that, it's the beginning of um, your own personal life, that cusp between the eighth and the ninth represents your moment of conception, and there is even an astrology that's done around that, a ninth house astrology where um you can look at and study um you know your moment of conception because your life is obviously you know a part of that as well those months that you spend uh in utero including the first few seconds they're all a part of your life and um the ninth house encompasses the very beginning of that so for most of us as individuals we're we're experiencing the ninth outside of uh, outside of you know being being uh being in utero we're we're looking for ninth house um connections in our adult life through higher higher truth but for um for strictly speaking from an astrological standpoint, the ninth house in your chart also does represent the first few weeks. Um, of your life of your conception and that line between house 12 and house 1 is when you're born but you have a whole 9 months before then and um and when we relook at 9 10 11 and 12 as adults it has to do with how do we take take a, take a, the our energies of our The time since we've been born And bring it out to other people socially Which is why I said it also represents a higher octave But it has very first beginnings of our lives And um, that's why it's so important And that's why it's so kind of deep and interesting to talk about Well, I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You've been listening to the Inside Connection Next week we're going to talk about Capricorn And uh, Capricorn is... um, How we take what it is that we've learned this week and become practical. How do we ground it so that it creates working systems uh, for human beings in general? And um, let's see. How about uh, Here Comes the Sun? And I'll see you next Thursday right here on the Inside Connection. Good night. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is I am such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.